0: Let's turn in our Bibles to uh, Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, verse 17, and we're going to continue on part 2 of reigning in life, reigning in life. Romans five seventeen, for by one man's offense talking about Adam death reigned through the one much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ there are many denominations and believers Uh, They believe uh, about reigning in heaven. They believe we'll reign in heaven, and they talk about reigning in heaven, Uh, and we'll get to that later. But there are some things that we're supposed to be receiving and walking in right now in this life. And, uh, you know, many preachers and Christians talk about what Jesus did, uh, what the apostles did, Uh, in the past and what we'll do in the future but they don't believe that we can walk uh, in the fullness of these things right now Uh, and you know that's that's unfortunate but we're we're going to be trained we're going to be prepared we're going to know what the word says you know, God's only ever had a remnant to work with, but we're going to be part of that remnant. Amen. And, and these people that are just putting off everything to the future, they're going to have a, a hard time. Um, as we're seeing right now, it's, it's, already, it's already starting. Uh, the Bible deals more uh, with the here and now than it does heaven. It doesn't really have a whole lot to say about heaven because we're not there yet. We're here. So most of what the Bible talks about is here in this life uh, because that's where we are right now. The word tells us that God has given us authority to reign in this life. The new revised standard version of Romans 5.17 talks about exercising dominion and in life Uh, the King James talks about reigning in life and the New Revised Standard Version says exercising dominion in life Uh, in the, the last meeting we saw in Psalm 8 and Genesis 1 where God created the heavens and the earth and the first thing he did was he gave man dominion complete dominion over everything We saw that man was created to rule and reign. No one wants to live under the domination of a tyrant. As we're all seeing right now in the news, Uh, a couple of million people have already fled Ukraine because they don't want to live under the dominion of a tyrant. We've seen the truckers in Canada, uh, the truckers in America, standing up and pushing back against tyranny Yes, I think um, it's interesting, and in a way it's a little bit sad that it's truck drivers that have had to stand up and push back against this. It's not really preachers in the churches no. who have been standing up and speaking. Uh, God's using a bunch of truck drivers uh, to stand up on behalf of all of us. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's the fallen nature of man to uh, want to d- dominate and control other people, and, and, but it's within the spirit of every human being to want to be free. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Uh, but the only way really to be free on the outside, you gotta be free on the inside first before you can really ever be free on the outside. Uh, John 8, 36, Jesus said, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Uh, We saw how God gave Adam and Eve complete authority and dominion over the entire earth. Um, And they gave it away to the devil. Adam knew exactly what he was doing when he did this. Um, We saw also in Luke 4 where uh, the devil came to Jesus and tempted him. He showed him, in a moment, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their riches and he offered them to Jesus. Uh, It was his to give. Uh, We see in 2 Corinthians 4:4 it refers to Satan as the God of this world, the God of this world system. Uh, You know, we often hear Christians say God is in control, as if everything that's happening is of God. Well, is God behind all the starving children? Is He behind all the human trafficking? Uh, Is He behind all the terrorism and the wars in the world? Of course not. When when we see stealing, killing, and destroying, we are seeing the kingdom of the devil being manifested. Uh, now people will say, well, if if it's not God's will, why is all this happening? Well, I can answer that question in one statement. It's because God in his sovereignty has chosen to give man a free will. Yeah. And so, whenever somebody asks you that, why is God allowing all this to happen? You can use the same answer. It's because God has chosen to give man a free will and man has chosen wrongly. And when, when people reject Jesus in their life, they, they come under the influence and the <coughs> dominion of the devil, whether they know it or not, whether they're aware of it or not. So when people blame God for all the hurt and destruction in the earth, it's just a reflection of their ignorance of the Bible. We saw in Genesis before the devil showed up, uh, everything was perfect. And we're going to see in in the last book of the Bible, in Revelation, when the devil has been removed, everything's going to be perfect again. So that right there ought to ought to show us something, you know. Uh, So let's say this together. I have been created to reign. Let's say this together. I have been created to reign. I have been created to reign. I have been created to have have dominion. I have been created to have dominion. Amen. Uh, All throughout the Old Testament, before Jesus came on the scene, we see the devil strutting around up and down the earth lording it over mankind and god would have to god uh, would have to operate through one of his covenant people on the earth and we saw uh, how he he made a covenant with abraham uh, which enabled god to legally be able to operate on the earth through his people um, we we would see God would in the Old Testament would have to find a man that would hear and obey him, and he 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 could use this man and begin to operate through this man, and it might be years go by till he found another man who would hear and obey him, and it, God had to do this over and over and over throughout the Old Testament, um, and eventually after four thousand years of finding people who would hear and obey him, after 4,000 years, Jesus was he was able to get Jesus born into the earth, into a physical human body, born of a virgin, fully man and fully God. Uh, we do not see Jesus healing the sick, casting out devils, uh, exercising any authority uh, on the earth, before he was 30 years old and before he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So all these fables about how Jesus, when he was a little boy, was healing his friends and healing uh, birds and, and animals and things like that, that's just fable. That's, that's uh, hogwash. He, he only began to heal the sick, exercise authority on the earth, cast out demons, see the miraculous happen once he had been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And some people might say, well, yeah, this was Jesus. I mean, he was free from sin. We could never be free from sin. Well, if you look down uh, in verse 19 there of uh, Romans 5, it says... For if by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, talking about Adam, so by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made righteous, or shall many be put in right standing with God. So for us who have been made righteous through the blood of Jesus, the price has already been paid for us to be free from sin. God no longer remembers our sin, and when we do miss it, when we do sin, 1 John 1.9 says that when we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to cleanse us and to forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The New Living Version uh, says He will make our lives clean from all sin. So we are the ones who through grace and the free gift of righteousness we're going to reign in this life through Jesus Christ. Yes. So uh, we're, we're going to rise up and we're going to say, no, devil, you can't do that here. No, we're not having that here. We're, we're the ones that are going to do that. When Jesus saw a storm, he did not assume that God had sent it to teach them something. Yet there are millions of Christians on the earth today that believe that very thing. Jesus didn't uh, pray to God to stop the wind, he spoke to the wind, he commanded it to stop. And Jesus has given us his name, his authority, the same Holy Spirit to back us up so that we can rule and reign in this life just like he did. That's the whole point, that's the whole point. Now this sounds completely foreign to many Christians. Uh, that that we could do the works of Jesus. They will argue with you about it. They'll debate, uh, de- try to debate it with you. Uh, they'll say, we, you know, we could never do what Jesus did, so forth. Yet, on the other hand, they will talk negative. Uh, they'll talk on the negative side. They'll talk about how unworthy they are, just like it's completely natural. Now, let's turn to uh, Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over some of the devils. Is that what it says? <laughs> over the little devils. No, No. All. no. Over all devils and to cure diseases and he sent them he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick now in Matthew's account of this in Matthew 10 it says all manner of sickness and all manner of disease does that leave anything out no there's not some cases harder than others he said all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, we're seeing a uh, change take place here in the ministry of Jesus. Now, it's no longer Jesus doing all the preaching and Jesus doing all the uh, healing and Jesus casting out devils. Uh, now, he has given the 12 the same power and the same authority that he has been exercising, so, when we talk about uh, ruling and reigning, uh, well, in verse 2, he, he says, And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So, Jesus connects the kingdom of God and, and the healing of sick. He connects healing with the kingdom of God. So, we need to look at this connection here for a moment. Now, a kingdom is the territory subject to the rule of a king. The territory subject to the rule of a king. Now, the twelve disciples thought that Jesus was going to set up an earthly kingdom right then and there to overthrow the Roman government. And this is why they were surprised and disappointed when Jesus allowed himself to be arrested and crucified. Uh, now Jesus is going to set up an earthly kingdom in the future, and we're going to rule and reign with him. Uh, in Revelation eleven five, it says, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So we're going to reign as kings together with the king, Jesus. That's in the future. But we're in training right now. We, we, we're in training right now. So the kingdom of God is where God is exercising his authority and where the will of God is manifested. The kingdom of God is where God is exercising his authority and the will of God is being manifested. In Matthew 6, what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus connected God's kingdom with God's will being done on the earth. When Jesus was on the earth, ministering to people, demons were cast out, people were healed, people were blessed and set free, he was establishing the kingdom. The kingdom of God was being manifested through people being delivered, demons being cast out, The sick being healed. That was the kingdom of God being established because Jesus was exercising the authority of God and he was also manifesting the will of God through this ministry. In Luke 10, 9, Jesus said to the disciples, Heal the sick and tell them, the kingdom of God is come near to you. So again, Jesus connects healing with the kingdom of God being manifested. He said, Jesus said to the Pharisees, you know, when they accused him of casting out devils by Beelzebub, he said, I cast out devils by the finger of God. And he says, if I cast out devils with the finger of God, the kingdom of God has come near you. So again, he associates casting out devils with manifesting the kingdom of God on the earth. I think this is very, very interesting. Jesus said to the Pharisees, when you see people being healed, when you see the dead being raised, when you see demoniacs being free and delivered. You are seeing the will of God with your own eyes and you are seeing the kingdom of God has come near you. So the kingdom of God is the the presence of God and the will of God being manifested and where God receives glory. God is glorified uh, when his kingdom is established through healing and deliverance and blessing. So what happened before Jesus came on the scene? We saw stealing, killing, destroying. The devil was ruling and reigning. People were in bondage to sickness, poverty, death. We, we read where death reigned uh, up until that time, until Jesus came on the earth, death was reigning. So After Jesus came and he stripped Satan of all of his authority and now he's given that authority to us and he's put everything under our feet. Amen. Hallelujah. So when Jesus came healing the sick, casting out demons, the kingdom of God was being manifested on the earth and the devil was being pushed out so that the devil... Was his kingdom was no longer being manifested. God's rule and God's will is being manifested. So when Christians say and preach that God's in control, uh, it can't be true. It is obvious that there is another kingdom, trying to express itself on the earth. I mean, just look at the news. It is obvious there's another kingdom, trying to express itself on the earth that has nothing to do with God. When God is in complete control of everything, over in the book of Revelation, we read that there will be no more death, no more crying, no more pain, no more sorrow. That's when God's really going to be in control. All, all this death and destruction is going to be gone because the devil is going to be removed. That's right so if everything that's happening on the earth is the will of god why would jesus say pray that god's will be done if it's already being done with all this destruction and stealing and killing and if that's all god's will then there's no reason for jesus to say pray for god's will to be done because it would already be be done so that that just doesn't make sense uh, that's just error that when, when people say these things that God's in control. In Luke 17:21, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is in you. And it's going to be manifested outwardly. Amen? So when we pray for the sick, like Barbara did the other day, like all of us do, Nancy, Taiwo, Zalika, all of us uh When we have these opportunities to pray for the sick, we're manifesting the kingdom of God on the earth. Amen? Now, we don't have control over everything, everywhere, but we can rule and reign over our neighborhood, our town, our body, our country. We're we're not the healer. We're not the deliverer. We're not the savior. We don't claim to be. But we do have authority over sickness and over all the work of the devil. Let's say this together. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. I am anointed. I am anointed. I am authorized.
1: I am authorized.
0: I have power to heal the sick. I have power to heal the sick. To set the captive free to set the captive captive spring to cast out every unclean spirit cast cast out out every unclean unclean spirit in in Jesus name in Jesus name so that's why we need to confess these, confess this meditate on it when you're just driving down the road say thank you Lord I have been authorized I have been sent to preach the Good news, I have been sent to heal the sick, I have been sent to cast out devils, I've been authorized, uh, I was created to rule and reign, I was created to have dominion. And the more that we meditate on these things and confess it, then it, it gets down in our heart. And because we are so surrounded by this carnal natural world, and it's easy to get our mind pulled over into this natural realm. And then we start doubting things, you know, well, what if, what if I pray for them and they don't get healed or things like that. So this is why we need to, to keep it uh, in, our, in our spirit uh, and in our, our thoughts, meditating that we do have authority. We have been authorized. We, um, we, we have been sent. And we have all the power of heaven backing us up. And I think this is also why it's important to really watch our words because, you know, Jesus said, Mark 11:23, 23, um, believe that those things which you say come to pass, you will have whatever you say. And we need to get to where we believe that everything we say is going to come to pass because, you know, Jesus talked about idle words, non-working words, and he said we will give an account for every idle word that we speak. Well, if we're speaking things that we don't want to happen or we don't intend to happen, um, if we if we get drawn into that and then all of a sudden we have this opportunity or we're confronted with someone who's sick, uh, you know, and then we think oh, we're going to speak to that thing and it's going to leave, well... If we've just been speaking things we don't intend to happen, then it's going to be difficult to believe that this sickness is going to go. So we need to, we need to get used to only saying uh, what we want to come to pass yes. so that we believe every word we say comes to pass. So then when we speak to these things, we know it's going to leave. Amen. Because everything we say comes to pass. Amen. So we need to become fully persuaded that when you speak to the sickness and you speak to the devil, it has to obey in Jesus' name. Now in verse 6 of Luke 9, after Jesus had given them this power and authority over all devils and to cure all manner of sickness and disease, he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And in verse 6 it says uh, they departed, and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Verse 11, And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them, and spake unto them of what the kingdom of God. He spake unto them the kingdom of God, and healed them. They had need of healing. So here we see healing connected with the kingdom of God again. He spoke to them of the kingdom of God and healed them. So healing, casting out devils, deliverance, blessing people, ministering to people is establishing the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus' ministry really was. He just went about establishing God's will and God's presence and exercising the authority of God on the earth, which was the kingdom of God. So verse 38, now this is where um, this man brought his son to Jesus, this, the boy who had seizures. And in uh, verse 41, Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. So the disciples had already prayed for him, and nothing happened. Yet we see they had already been given authority over all sickness and all disease. Verse 42, And as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus did what? Did he pray to the Father? No. Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, and heal the child and delivered him again to his father. Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit. He didn't pray to God to uh, cast out the spirit. He didn't pray to God to cause the spirit to leave. Jesus spoke directly to the spirit and rebuked it and commanded it to leave the child, and it did. So what's Jesus doing? He is exercising dominion on the earth. He's exercising and operating in authority. Now, somebody might come along and say, yeah, but that was Jesus, and he authorized the 12 disciples, and and they could do that because they were special. They had this kind of power and authority because they were special, and when all the apostles died, all this stopped. Well, let's look in... uh, Just turn the page to chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. So now it's not just Jesus with this power and authority. It's not just the 12 with the power and authority. He's sending out 70 more, and he's giving them the same power and authority. Verse, uh, verse 9 says, uh, And he said to them, Heal the sick that are therein, and saying to them, What? The kingdom of God is come near to you. Heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is come near to you. Again, Jesus connects the kingdom of God being manifested with healing the sick. Now these 70 are not God. They're not the healer. They're not the deliverer. They're not the 12. How are they going to do this? How are they going to do what Jesus told them to do? How are they going to Heal the sick, uh, tell them the kingdom of God is near them. How are they going to manifest the kingdom of God? Because they're not God. They're they're not special. It's because they're going to do it the same way Jesus did. Because Jesus gave them authority also Mm -hmm. to speak to sickness, speak to demons, and anything that was not in divine order and expect it to obey them well did it obey them let's see verse 17 and the 70 returned again with joy the 70 they jesus sent them out and they returned again with joy this is not jesus this is not the 12 this is 70 more not special the 70 returned again with joy saying lord Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Verse 18, in the Message Bible, Jesus said, I know, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He said, I know know they were subject to you uh, in my name because I saw Satan fall like a bolt of lightning out of the sky. See what I've given you? safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you. Let's say that together. No one can put a hand on me. One more time. No one can put a hand on me. Amen. Uh, I heard Brother Copeland tell this story. Uh, It was a woman who sent him a testimony. I guess she was a partner in his ministry. And, uh, she had begun to learn some of these things. And she, she got on a, uh, subway in New York City. She got on a subway in New York City and this gang of thugs, uh, got on there And they started robbing people of their money and their jewelry. And uh, they got to her, and one of them grabbed her around the neck, and they were going for her diamond earrings. And she said, in the name of Jesus, whom I am and whom I serve, you take your hands off me now. And they let her go, and they forgot all about the diamond rings, and they were gone. Now, that woman knew, she might not have known much, but she knew she had authority, and she knew how to exercise it. Amen? Now, everybody else on that carriage, they lost their money, and they lost their jewelry. But that lady knew what to do. Amen? She knew who she was in Christ. She knew she had been authorized uh, with, with dominion. Over the devil. Amen. And she she was ruling and reigning on this earth. That's exactly what she was doing. Amen. So that's what we're we're doing. Amen. That's what we're going to do. And that's what we are doing. Verse 19. In the Amplified Bible says. I have given you authority that you now possess. To tread on serpents and scorpions. And the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy, Satan, and nothing will in any way harm you. Jesus said we possess this authority now. Amen? Not later, not just in the past, now. You know, many Christians, they want to, relegate everything to the past or everything to the future but now they just think they're hapless victims and we're, you know, we're just, the devil just runs over them and, uh, you know, they, they don't know they can do anything about it. Well, we know, amen? We know from the word and we're, we're, we're going to live free, amen? We're going to rule and reign right. on this earth and we're going to try to help as many other people as we can. But that means we gotta be prepared, and we gotta be trained, and we gotta know uh, our rights and our authority in Christ. Because there's millions of people out there that don't know. So uh, we're gonna be prepared and trained. Amen. Now let's turn to uh, Revelation verse uh, chapter five. Revelation chapter five. Verse 9. Now, this is in the future. Uh, The context here is this is the church in heaven in the future. It says, And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Verse 10, And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. This can also be translated, We shall reign over the earth. Let's say this together. The Lord Jesus has redeemed me. The Lord, Lord Jesus has redeemed by me his own blood. by his own blood, and he has made me unto my God, a king and a priest, and we shall reign, on the, earth. We we shall reign, reign Amen. on the earth. So we're already training, <coughs> we're already in training in this life for ruling and reigning. Verse 10 says, We have been made kings and priests to our God. Now, this gives us some insight as to how we are to reign uh, as kings reign. How do kings reign? Well, let's turn to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 8. It's right after Proverbs. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. If we're, we've been made a king and a priest and we're to rule and reign, then how does a king reign? Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. The Amplified Classic says, For the word of a king is authority and power. Where the word of a king is authority and power. Now in the New Testament, there are two words, two different words translated authority and power. The word exousia it should be translated authority and the word dunamis should be translated power. And sometimes in the King James Version, they got them backwards. But um, we've been given authority and power. Now, the the complete Jewish Bible says, After all, his word is final. The word of a king is final. The easy-to-read version says, He has the authority to give commands. He has the authority to give commands. The New Living Translation says, His command is backed by great power. We are backed by the name of Jesus and all of heaven. So a king exercises authority and commands with words a king exercises his authority and his dominion with words uh, if if a king gives a command let let the wall be built he just he just de- commands it he just decrees i want the wall built there he does he doesn't personally have to go grab the bricks and the mortar and everything and start building, he, he commands it and somebody gets to moving. Sure. Some, somebody under his authority gets to working toward building a wall. So we have been made kings, whether we feel like it or not, whether we look like it or not. The word says we have been made kings. Now, uh, turn back just a few pages to the book of Job. 22, Job 22, uh, let's start at 21, now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace, thereby good will come to you. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tents. Then you will lay up your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brooks. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver, for then you will have delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to Him, He will hear you, and you will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established for you. Because of your walk with God, because of your understanding of how to decree and command things, because of your understanding of how to rule and reign, people around you are going to be delivered and blessed. Amen? And it goes on to say, you will also decree a thing, it will be established for you, so light will shine on your ways. Uh. This is also talking about receiving direction and guidance from God. Amen. That's part of it. Hallelujah. Because of your walk with God and your understanding of how to command and how to rule and reign as kings do, people around you are going to be delivered and blessed. So verse 28 tells us how we're to rule and to reign. We will declare a thing and it will be established. This is how kings rule. They just declare something. They just decree something, and it's established. They don't personally uh, really get involved physically. People underneath them, people subject to them, they start moving. They start working. Amen. The voice translation says, You will pronounce something to be, and he will make it so. You will pronounce something to be, and God will make it so. Amen? So with words, the king does the decreeing. The king does the declaring. The king does the pronouncing. And when we decree a thing on the earth according to the word, we are ruling and reigning over the earth, and all of heaven and all of the angels go to work To establish it. Amen. Now let's turn to uh, Matthew 8. Matthew 8. And this is the account of the centurion's uh, servant. The healing of the centurion's servant. In Matthew 8 verse 5 it says... And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, It may not be God's will to heal him. Is that what Jesus said to the centurion? No. He didn't say it may not be God's will to heal him. No. He said, I will come and heal him. Now, I I don't know how it is that that people stay stuck on this. Maybe it's not God's will to heal people. I mean, this is just so clear. If it wasn't God's will, we should be able to find at least one example in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where Jesus said to somebody, it may not be God's will to heal you, but we can't find even one example. So in verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof. But do what? Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. The centurion didn't question the will of God. The centurion didn't mention anything about the doctor's report. He said, Speak the word only, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goes, and I say to another one, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, know not In Israel. Jesus said, I haven't heard faith like this in any church I've been to. I haven't heard faith like this from any preacher in Israel. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour jesus Jesus didn't even physically go pray for the servant. This soldier understood authority because he was a man in authority. He had soldiers under him, and he had soldiers above him that had authority over him, and he had authority over other soldiers and when he told them to go do something they went and when he told them to come they came and this soldier recognized that Jesus was had this authority and he said Jesus you don't even have to come to my house you just speak the word just use your authority and it will be done and Jesus said I hadn't seen authority like this in Israel this man was not Jewish he was not a covenant man Um, but yet he understood authority. What's Jesus doing here? He's operating in authority. Where the word of a king is, there's power. Thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. Isn't that what we see Jesus doing all throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Decreeing, speaking, commanding. Amen. We not only see authority in the scripture, we also see Faith. Amen. He, this soldier had no covenant basis to expect anything from Jesus, but he just recognized and respected that Jesus uh, and the authority that Jesus commanded with his words. Amen. When, when, when Jesus spoke that word and said, when the centurion said, Jesus, just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. What was he doing? He was decreeing a thing, and it was established for him. He decreed, Jesus, you just speak the word, it'll be done. And it was established. That's exactly what happened. The word of God was good enough for this man. He didn't have to see anything. He didn't have to feel anything. He didn't insist that Jesus come to his house. Uh, He just turned around and left on nothing but the spoken word. He just received it done according to the spoken word. He didn't wait for confirmation from the doctor. What about uh, Jesus spoke to the the woman in the synagogue? Daughter, you are loosed from your infirmity. What's he doing? He's decreeing a thing and it's being established that the word of a king uh, is where the word of a king is. There's power. He spoke to the man with the withered hand, Stretch forth your hand. He decreed a thing, and it was established. Now there was some obedience required on the receivers as well, but we're seeing how Jesus operated in authority. To the deaf, he said, Be opened. To the blind, he said, Be opened. He spoke to the fever, and it left. What's he doing? He's reigning over disease. He said, get out, be open, stop, be loosed. He's operating in authority. Write this down. Many times people are praying when they should be saying. Yes. Many times people are praying when they should be saying. Yes. Should we operate any differently from the way Jesus did? it looks like to me if we want the same results Jesus got we just need to be doing what Jesus did amen? amen. operating the same way he did because he's our example now um, Matthew 21 this is our last scripture I think Matthew 21 we see Matthew's account here of the fig tree Matthew 21 19. Uh, Jesus said to the fig tree, let no fruit grow on you ever again. That's the New King James Version. Let no fruit grow on you ever again. What's he doing? He's decreeing a thing. Was it established? Yeah. That, That fig was, that tree was as good as dead right there. No man, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How did the fig tree wither so soon? So they knew it, it wasn't natural. They knew there was, uh, they knew there was something supernatural uh, going on here. Verse 21, And Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, If you have faith and do not doubt, You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain over here, be removed, be cast into the sea, it will be done. Is Jesus telling the disciples they can do what he just did? Yeah. Jesus is telling the disciples they can speak to the fig tree and it will obey them just like it obeyed him. And he says, not only the fig tree, but if you say to this mountain over here, be gone and be removed, it will be done. So Jesus is, is telling them they can do exactly what he did. You shall decree a thing, and it shall be established to you. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Even unsaved people know by results that that you can speak to plants uh, and they will, if you speak kindly to plants and flowers, they respond. They'll pick up and they'll start growing and they'll start improving. So even unsaved people uh, uh, and horticulturists, they know that somehow plants respond to your words, whether they're negative uh, or sweet, kind words or they're harsh Uh, brutal words either way those plants are going to respond even unsafe people recognize this principle Uh, we don't have to let the devil rule over us we can say to sickness no you don't No, you're not coming in my body no you're not going any further you dry up and you be gone in Jesus name amen you're not going any further in my family Hallelujah, this is the end of the line. I don't care if my grandparents had heart disease. I don't care if my parents had heart disease. You're not coming in heart disease. You're not coming in this body. You're not going any further in this family in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. But you've you got to be fully persuaded, and you got to say it with conviction that what you say comes to pass just like Jesus said it would. Amen? We can stop generational curses because we have been authorized and empowered by the head of the church. And the reason people don't say this is because they don't believe it. This is why many Christians, uh, that's why we're not seeing any more power really in the church is because most Christians don't even know this is available to them. And, and even if they knew it's available, they, they haven't been taught how to exercise it. They haven't been taught that we can rule and, and reign. Uh, they, most, many Christians just don't believe this, and that's why they're not seeing it happen. They're not speaking to things, because they don't believe anything, they don't believe they can do it. They don't believe anything would happen if they did. They, they haven't had the word in them to, to become fully convinced. And to see that Jesus is our example, he has authorized us with his name, his spirit, uh, and he sent us out just like he's anointed us. He sent us out just like uh, the 12 and the 70. And, and this is why we're not seeing any more power, I think, in, in the church is because most Christians just don't believe this. They just haven't heard about it. Uh, if anything, they make fun of us, they call us the name it and claim it, bunch confess it, and possess it. Uh, well, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. We're we're claiming what the Word of God says, and we're possessing what the Word of God says. Uh, but they're also having what they decree. They're decreeing things, and it's being established in their life. And it may not be something they want, but they're 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 these people that don't know this principle. They're doing the same thing. They're decreeing things and they're being established in their life and they can't figure out where it's coming from. So yes, we are naming and claiming the promises of God and we're given the testimonies. And I've seen enough of it in my own life that nobody can tell me any differently. They come too late. I've, I've seen enough of it in my own life. So go over these scriptures. See that you've made... You've been made to reign and all things are under your feet. Amen. When you're driving Amen. down the road, just say, thank you, Lord. I am anointed. I am authorized. I have been sent. Uh, I was created to rule and reign. I was created to have dominion. The devils obey me. Sickness obeys me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The authority and the power And the privilege to reign in this life has been given to born-again believers who have received grace and the gift of righteousness. And Jesus said, if you say with your mouth, believe in your heart, what you say comes to pass, you will have it. Amen? So let's say this together. Death no longer reigns over me. The devil no, no longer reigns over me. The devil no longer reigns over me. The devil no longer reigns, reigns over me. I was created to have dominion. I was created to have dominion. I was created to have authority. I was, I was created, created to, have to have authority. I rule and reign in this life. I rule and reign in this by life. Christ by, what? By, Christ by Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. <laughs> My Christ by Jesus. Christ Jesus. Amen. Oh, by Christ Jesus. Yeah, by Christ Jesus. Greater is he that's in me. Greater is he that's in me. That's it. he that's in the world. And he that's in the world. I have Amen. been sent. I have been sent. I have been anointed. I have been anointed. I have been authorized. I have been authorized. I have been empowered and have been empowered to act on his behalf to act on his behalf and affect his will on the earth his will on the earth god is using me god is using me to bless other people to bless other people amen